One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Hello and welcome to Excess of Everything, a show about two girls and their excessive consumption of media. I'm Scarlett Curtis. I am a writer and activist and person who put too much self-tanner on her face this weekend. And I'm Grace Campbell and I am a comedian who is very burnt at the moment, severely burnt. (laughs) Each week on our show, we're going to recap the latest episode of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, the greatest TV show of our time, and catch up about what we've been watching, loving, hating, consuming, eating, does that count, drinking, (laughs) talking about, uh, gossip, yeah, all of the excessive consumption. Amazing. Well, this is our first week recording separately. I am looking at the beautiful Grace Campbell through my computer. Um, Grace, how's your week been? My week's been great. It actually has been really nice. I'm just very happy when the sun's out. Very simple girl. So my week's been good. I've been sort of dealing with a really annoying person who I was seeing who was living here who's been really trying to cause some stress for me but I've been protecting my energy this week not letting anyone affect my energy so just just doing my thing watching tv um yeah I've had a really good week actually despite other people trying to ruin it you are incredible and very inspirational at um not letting people infect your energy I definitely need to get better at that how's Um, your week been it's been good. It's funny. I had a friend visiting from LA this week um, and he was like, it's so insane how as soon as England gets the tiniest bit of sun, every single person is like outside, naked, you know, swimming in the freezing sea. Like, I love it. We get so overexcited as soon as it's sunny. It makes me really proud to be English. Like, there are very few things that make me really proud to be English, but one of them is when the sun comes out people's dedication to the cause they will go picnics so much alcohol I really inspires me completely and I'm by the sea and it's actually not that hot here 
um like it's definitely still a bit chilly but everyone has been wearing like bikinis only mm. you know eating ice lollies in the freezing cold <laughs> like we're we're in it for the sun um I've had a very stressful week which turned into a fine week um but if you are, you know, some of the three people listening to this podcast, you will know that I have a little dog. And on Saturday night, she went for a walk with my parents and she went missing. And Grace, it was the worst experience of my entire life. Like, I'm never having kids ever. I mean, if that's what I felt like when I lost my dog, I I couldn't handle it. I walked around for five hours shouting her name. Um everyone that I know sort of joined in the search I think partially because they love her and also partially because they know how mentally ill I am and that if this dog actually went missing no I one mean, would, it be would have been the worst thing it would, it would have, have been, been really thing. bad and it's funny like lots of our friends have dogs and they've gone missing before and everyone's just like yeah I'll keep an eye out but everyone I know knew that if this dog truly went missing like things were gonna go to shit um so yeah I I mean yeah sorry I'll I'll tell the story but I walked around for five hours um I've checked since and I did 30,000 steps and walked 25 kilometers which I'm very proud of but it was also the worst experience of my life um the whole time it was funny the whole time I was walking I had this one lyric from this Taylor Swift song obviously stuck in my head which goes this is why we can't have nice things (laughs) baby because you break them I've got to take them away and I was like yeah you can't have nice things like this is the nicest thing that's happened to you in the last year and and you didn't deserve it and it's gone like I got really dark Mm. um and then I didn't sleep all night and then I woke up at 8am to a call from a lady who was about 15 minutes away and five minutes after um my parents had been on the walk the lady had found the dog and driven her home with her um which is incredible and I feel very very lucky that like Betty was safe she was just she had a lovely night in some very lovely people's house but I also do sort of think that they did kidnap my dog (laughs) yeah yeah I agree I do think it's quite weird to be honest like they should have just left her or they should have just said anyone here know whose dog this is and it's a really small village and someone would have been like yeah I know that Scarlett's dog and my parents were standing next to her like it's very odd but um she's back she's safe I'm never how's she been feeling I think she's okay actually um I think I'm much more affected than she is um I just love to be able to hear her experience she must have been so baffled suddenly in this woman's house and like having a sleepover there and she doesn't having know that having a sleepover them. with people she's never met I mean it's so wild um but I don't even really know why I'm telling this I just feel like it's honestly all I've been doing all week is yeah I mean recovering that's a, from such this. a it's such an exhausting thing to go through I was saying mm. to you my first dog Molly went missing for a whole night when we were in Scotland and we had gone everywhere we'd like gone down to the river like we thought she we could have been anywhere and then we found her like early hours of the morning lying under a bed because she didn't want to go for any more walks but I remember I'm so different to you and it's so funny this is so 
shows how we deal with things. And I was like 12 at the time, but I would have done this if my dog went missing like yeah. today. I called everyone I knew like straight away and was like, Molly's gone. Molly's gone. So say goodbye to her. RIP Molly. And you're so like, you just don't do that. You just like wait. And then you always tell me stuff that's happened with Betty after it's happened. Yeah. So you'd be like, I don't, I want to tell you something, but don't get stressed because it's okay now. I think I just shut down and I really couldn't handle the, I, it was so weird. It, it makes you face a lot of things. I can handle the guilt of other people looking for her. Like everyone had been planning, my whole family had been planning on watching a football game and they all had to obviously not watch the football game to come look for her. And I just, I couldn't look anyone in the eye because I felt so guilty. And every time I found someone out looking for her, I was like, if you want to go home, it's okay. And it's such a Oh my God, you're so nice. No, it's not good. It's just like, and then also I had this weird feeling, which really made me feel for like, I think about how I think I've treated people with dogs in the past. But like, I was also thinking, if we never find her, I'll never be okay. Like, I don't know if I'll ever recover. This dog has meant so much to me. She got me through like such a hard point in my life, but I'll never be able to explain to anyone how I'm feeling because it's just a dog. And I've definitely done it before when people's dogs have died yeah. where I've been like, it's just a dog and we need to not do that. I've, I never do that. Cause don't you remember, do you remember when Molly died and we used it as like an excuse to get out of everything <laughs> for so long? Do you remember that? I know. When my first dog died, it was like, oh, six months later, we can't come actually because Grace's dog just died. <laughs> but like that was like yeah. the hardest thing you know I went through loads of death that year and like not to be like horrible to the other people that died while well, they're dead now but like nothing hit me like so many family yeah. members died my godmom died nothing hit me like Molly dying it was the worst thing I've ever gone through and it's never just a dog it's never just no. a dog and and so happy Betty is safe and, and she will be now, now you know that was just a yeah sorry go no I just I think now that I know that I will and I've known this for a few years like I we've had a dog for a few years I've always known since you have the dog but I just think as a society we need to get better at like really looking after people whose dogs or animals pass because it's it's in a way it's like bigger than a human loss because they hit such a different part of you um it was funny though I didn't want to talk to anyone about it we are complete opposites and then when I finally got home at midnight I was like you're not allowed to talk to me about Betty because I'll just cry I just want gossip so I just made my whole family tell me gossip (laughs) about like (laughs) random things I was like that's all my brain can take right now I just need really trivial bits of conversation to get me through yeah I know I just think well look I'm so happy and I'm so pleased that it's gone that way and you just got to rest up now because that's just one of those things it's like coming back to the having kids thing since you said that to me the other day I've just been thinking like parents must never relax you must never really be relaxed as a parent like if your kid goes out and they're 16 years old and they go to a party how can you relax like when you know they're out somewhere and you might get some phone call I used to put my parents through so much stuff like that and I feel so bad now that my mum like severely doesn't sleep very much anymore because of like how much she would be so scared of falling asleep and like waking up and missing a call it's wild it's absolutely wild um also to relate it back to the podcast I the whole time that I was looking for Betty and once we found her in someone's basement I like to say I did feel like meh yeah of East it was meh and, 
I channeled my inner mare and I found that girl. I love that. You, um, you found her and you, found you might her. save some other dogs as well. We will talk we will talk about mare after we talk about the best I think the best one of the best episodes of Real Housewives ever. No? What's also what's mad, yeah, I agree, but like this trip to Lake Tahoe is gonna be three episodes long. That's exactly. how much stuff's happened. Like I would like it to a be a lot the whole of season. stuff has happened. I know. So would I, because they're just there going completely mad. I mean, okay, should we start then? Should we start talking yeah. about Rahola? Why don't you why don't you do a bit of a recap of what happened in the episode? Okay. So so the, the episode before finished with Kim, Crystal and Sutton drinking up late and they were talking about race in the context of Garcelle pulling pulling Kim up on that thing that she'd said. And then Sutton started to sort of be what I see as like white defensiveness of like, oh, this isn't about race, stop making it about race. And then mm. Crystal was like, are you that girl, that girl who says, I don't see colour, right? Then this episode starts and it's like a brilliant beginning to an episode because she, I thought she was going to go, obviously I'm not that girl. And she goes, yes, I am that girl. And what's wrong with being that girl? What is wrong with not seeing colour? And it was like, oh, I'm so sorry, Crystal. Because she was just, she like shut off. Did you notice that she just shut off because she was just like, how am I even, this woman's now crying and making me feel so bad for saying something that's, well, it's true because she's admitted it. Yeah, um, I mean, and then, I this is Crystal's third episode and I am in love with Crystal. I thought I she dealt her. with this. It was horrific for her to go through. Like, no woman of colour should ever be put through that situation. We can go into more of it in a sec, but... I just love her. I'm a big fan. I'm com- I'm a huge I really fan. love her. I but you know dealt what? With right, it. so it's such grace and intelligence and also she didn't have she should never have been put through that situation and she still dealt so with I, it. So I read incredibly. this really interesting article today about it and it was basically saying so like we'll, we'll cover more of the episode but it was basically saying that someone like Crystal is perfect for for reality television because she can handle that kind of conflict. She can handle like being told about herself she can handle that Sutton is not built for reality tv she isn't she hasn't got the the like infrastructure infrastructure to to be able to take some of the blows that she gets you know that thing that happens so in the episode it's kind of all about Sutton this episode but mm. the bit at the end where she feels everyone's kind of bitching about her and they weren't it was just like you're clearly not in a good place to be followed around by cameras right now so I think Crystal might I, I hear you, but I also think she might be elevating what a housewife is. I think she might be the cleverest housewife, one of the cleverest housewives that ever come across. Like in this episode, you saw her intelligence come through and she's funny as well. There was this line where um, she's sort of trying to make it up with Sutton and Sutton says, I'm not a hugger. And Crystal says, well, I am a hugger. And they hug. And then Sutton goes, well, I guess I'm a hugger. I just don't hug strangers. And then Crystal goes, yeah well you shouldn't hug strangers that's what we're told and it's like this throwaway line but it's so amazing and I also I mean that it it did the whole episode kind of went off this horrible fight at the beginning which was the night before the day that we saw and the thing that I noticed most was there's a bit where Sutton says I hate the word racist it's it's a virus it's worse than COVID and 
I want everyone who's watching this show to know, because you'll already realise this, but she's saying that being called racist is worse than COVID. She's not saying racism is worse than COVID. She's literally saying being called racist is the most painful offensive no, thing. No, I know. Which is well, I thought, everything I thought it was... a white woman shouldn't say. Yeah, I mean, but it also Kyle was also like supporting loads of things and, and standing up for her better I also think with that it was just such an absurd thing to say because even though she's saying that it's like okay well even if racism is the same as COVID like people are trying to end COVID to a different energy that people have been trying to end racism so you're you can't compare these two things that's one point but I think she and this is what makes me sad that Crystal even had to like apologized to her essentially mm. the next day she should never have had to and I think she got put in this say, position think... where Sutton was like Sutton was like crying again crying again like white woman crying because she wanted to just make her feel bad so that then Crystal felt she had to apologize but not, she hadn't done anything wrong no. and you I just who... think she sorry you go <laughs> what I'm just so excited I just you think go. she really is like the epitome of like a white woman and like that kind of person that we're we're all trying to never be and we're all trying to like you know get rid of essentially and I kind of feel sorry for people like Garcelle and Crystal having to be in a show with someone like that you know I thought it was absurd in this episode the way that she was sort of gaslighting Crystal into feeling bad and Crystal hadn't done anything wrong sorry that's just all I wanted to say I completely agree and also I think you're so right like Garcelle and Crystal might be the most impressive intelligent housewives you ever had and the fact that their storylines are going to be pulled into this woman who is just horrific like her views are so horrific and something there are a few things I loved Crystal I thought was so amazing because even though she was forced to kind of vaguely apologize I loved there was a bit in the testimonials where she said I see why she feels this but it's not okay and that was like mm. that's the point of what she was saying. It's like you, yeah. I will. I can understand she's making a good point for why she's feeling this way, but it doesn't mean it's okay. Like even if someone mm. can justify why they're feeling something, if it's something that's really offensive and hurtful to other people, it's still not okay. And I also really do blame Kyle for a lot of the situation because Kyle was on Sutton's side, and she was saying to Crystal, she was basically saying to Crystal, "Do you not see?" that you calling her racist is hurting her. And that's not, that isn't something you should ever say. Like that. Oh, it's so it was, dumb. That is so dumb. It's <laughs> like when, when Sutton was like, when I moved to New York and people would hear my accent and they'd be like, oh, so you're a racist. She was acting as though being called a racist is racist. Like that's yes. what she was saying. Yeah. Um, and Kyle went along with it. And there was a moment later in the episode where um, Sutton says to Erica, don't you feel like as a Southern woman, you're just assumed racist and Erica just goes no and like, that's no, what Carl should have no. she was like no and that that's what Carl should have yeah. done Carl should have been like no it is not the same stop it stop trying to look for sympathy like try and listen yeah but Carl, that's that's not Kyle she's incapable of that and you we've already seen that you know like coming back to the thing with Garcelle and the way she then you know what she said to Garcelle and Garcelle like um, said to her would you have done that to a white woman and she was like I wouldn't I don't I didn't even think about race and that it's the same thing as saying I don't see color like you should really have a is. brain to know that that is not a, that's not okay to say 
you're diminishing people's experiences. And it's offensive to say, I don't see colour. They think they're saying it to like a get out of not being racist cause. It's much more offensive to say, I don't, I don't notice, racism isn't real. You know, it's gaslighting. The thing that really made me laugh is there's this bit where Crystal said about Sutton, she was like, you know, she's like 20 years older than me. And then did you see the text came on the, on the screen that was, Sutton is 12 years older than Crystal. And Crystal's like, she's from a completely different generation as mine. You know, she's 20 years older than me. And it was like, Sutton's 12 years older. Really crapped me I, up. Again, I'm now like a Crystal fan page, but I love that Crystal, often it's, I so often hear the different generation thing being used as an excuse for racist views. And Crystal was like, yeah, she's a different generation. It's still not okay. Like she lives yeah. in the world. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, if, I feel everyone who listens to this would know that they should never say I don't see colour but it's not only are you then saying I don't you know think about race you're also saying I don't give a shit about what anyone goes through you know I don't give a shit about any of these things it's just it's the ultimate statement of gaslighting and of white privilege and of saying like I am not engaged with people of colour in any way to even accept that we have a different experience yeah it's it's really to me it's like it's such a um a telltale sign of someone who who really doesn't have a fucking clue about the world that's really like I have to say I I think it's I think it's more than that it's not just a telltale sign it's an actively racist sign like it is of course of course it is I'm not saying it's just that but I'm saying like when people say that I'm like you are not actually engaging in the real world right now like you can't be like keeping up with what's happening in the world to think that's an appropriate thing to say but also you're actively ignoring the oppression of most of our world um whenever I hear people say that they don't see color I don't believe them but one person who truly doesn't see color or labels or words or the real world is Kathy Hilton I mean, yeah, I know. she is a lunatic. I'm obsessed. I mean, I honestly, the bit where she gets into Carl's bed, I'm like angry that she is Carl's sister. Carl doesn't deserve to have Kathy Hilton as his sister. Kathy's like the most hilarious. She's like an, a never ending source of iconic. And she gets into bed with Carl. Carl's asleep. Kathy gets into bed. She's like reading a newspaper. She opens a Red Bull. And then Carl's like, why are you drinking the Red Bull? And she's like, oh, I thought it was just like a soft drink. And it's like, you're drinking Red Bull in the middle of the night. Um, and I Grace, love that she's a late sleeper and she's always been a late sleeper. I love her. Grace, she opens a pack of crisps in Kyle's bed. Imagine someone getting into your bed and opening a pack of crisps. She just makes her own, her own rules. I love it. I really, she's- really love her. She thought that what Garcelle. She thought that Garcelle was Kyle. She thought that her eye dro- eardrops were eye drops. She slept in until twelve p.m. She covers her windows in tinfoil. I love her so much. She, I you think- know, she took eighteen pillows with her to Lake Tahoe. <laughs> she takes she takes the fan and she takes all of her pillows everywhere. Yeah, there's this amazing bit where she comes out and they've all gone out for the day which is so, I relate to that so much. She just like had a line. They come back and her eyes are like glued together because she's used something else. I mean, her eyes look like stuck. And then for the rest of the episode, her eyes look like really stuck together. 
<laughs> in her eyes eardrops are like oil that you use to get rid of your ear infections and she put them in her eyes it's so funny because we've had weird housewives before but Kathy is like a different level of weird than anyone Kathy's we've ever like seen really She's... really inspirationally weird like that's yeah. the kind of weird I want to be whereas like Kim the other Richard sister was really weird, but I thought she was really jarring and kind of unsettling to watch. Whereas Kathy's like so content with herself. She loves her life. She loves her t-shirts. Also, she's sorted. That's what I got from it. Like, I really aspire to be someone who like knows what works for me and is confident enough to like say that to the world. Like, I'm I'm definitely getting better at that. I don't like sharing beds. I tell people that. I don't like waking up super early. I tell people that. But I hope that by the time I'm Kathy's age I will be so comfortable and happy in my skin which I think Kathy is she's just able to be like this is me this is how I this is the shit that I need to go through the world and I'm not ashamed of doing that so what about when Gar- when they were talking about Paris Hilton and Garcelle was like I didn't like her I thought that was kind of weird it's like okay you're saying you don't you didn't like Kathy's daughter and then they were like, oh, it's just because she's like socially anxious. That's why she's always on her phone. Did you what I thought that? was interesting about that moment as well was it was actually Kyle that reacted. We didn't get to see any of Kathy's reactions. She was very... But I did, so what I was going to say, I didn't think Kathy looked that bothered. I thought no. Kathy was like, yeah, yeah, that's because of this. But Carl was like, if me and Garcelle hadn't sorted it out, maybe I would have punched her. A hundred percent. And I think... You know, if Kathy went through the 90s and the noughties having Paris Hilton as her daughter, she's probably very aware that Paris is flawed. And, like, I kind of wish Kyle hadn't been there then because I think that could have been a really interesting conversation about Paris. And I think I'd love to know more about how Kathy sees Paris and what their relationship is. And Because, you know, I don't know if you've watched the um, Paris Hilton YouTube documentary, but it's absolutely brilliant. And a lot of it is blaming Kathy. Like, it's very... Um, Paris Hilton made this documentary about her experience of abuse as a child and I really recommend it to anyone it made me like love Paris in a way I never have before even though I've always loved her but Kathy's sort of the villain in it um, and and you get the feeling they've sorted that out but I would love to know more from Kathy's perspective yeah I wonder if she'll I'd love I'd love her to speak a bit more about that I feel with her she's so never going to reveal too much because she's that kind of weird. Yeah, and even I in... I she's even got in, a lot of control. Even in the documentary, she's barely in it. It's just a lot of Paris talking about how much she was hurt by her parents. Um, but I, th- I do also feel like Kathy's probably come to terms with a lot of it. Um, but but I would love to know more. So, what um at the end of this episode we see like a little bit about what's going to happen next week with Erica. Even in this episode, it's so interesting. Like there there was like a couple moments where she was like, "Oh, Tom loves this." You know, she was talking about um what was she talking about when she said that like Tom something that Tom does that's amazing. And I was like, I feel like they're really. Um, I thought it was very interesting. So the bit you're talking about is Erica says that her and Tom ordered loads of takeaways during lockdown and they got very like chilled. And she also said at another point that she loved Tom because he let her be herself. 
and that was all she's ever wanted she's just very happy being herself and we see in a preview of next week that I think what's going to be announced next week is that Erica and Tom are getting divorced so obviously the announcement which we all saw months ago that Erica and Tom are getting divorced came out quickly after this Tahoe trip and it really made me think Erica is very proud okay she doesn't ever want to seem like she doesn't know everything you know she's always got to be on top of everything and I don't think she'd have said those things about how much she loves Tom on that trip if she knew the divorce was coming what do you think I'm just thinking, but what if she was, like, double bluffing, which I could also imagine. So she's saying it, knowing it's coming, so that no, we'll because say, she, she how could seemed, she have known? She seemed very... Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Chilled. And I think, okay, my new theory into the life of Erica Jane and Tom Girardi is that she found out about his fraud for the first time and immediately said it's over we're getting divorced I'm announcing it to the press before any of this comes out but that's my theory which is what presumably not long after this Tahoe trip yeah so she gets back from Tahoe timeline wise finds out divorces him it comes out to the media she might have got a tip off from a journalist as well yeah do you really think that she she didn't know anything? I really do because I think she has so much pride. I I think she is a good person and I think men have been keeping secrets from women, you know, for mm. since the since Adam and Eve and I know I know women who have had huge secrets kept from them in relationships, like huge 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 secrets. And whenever it comes out, you will go, well, how did she not know? But there really are ways to not know. And I sometimes think even the people that are closest to a situation know the least because they get wrapped up in it. And look, I believe she didn't know. And I believe it's all going to happen very quickly. But I think we're all going to see it. Something I'm finding fascinating about this season is normally on Real Housewives, 
every single bit of drama that's going to come in the season gets advertised and put in previews for like you know months and months before so you're never shocked by a bit of drama but already in this season there's so many bits of drama that we haven't even seen in previews I know I mean the Sutton thing is just like mad and and that's what will be fascinating well just amazing in terms of drama is that that's going to carry on Sutton is definitely losing it and so that's going to carry on and Erica's story is going to start um I also loved in this episode, I love Dorit, you love Dorit. I loved the thing with her and Kathy Hilton, like bagging martinis that turned out to be water. I was like, this is so like America, like just drink the martini. Like when they'd be like, I can't believe she just drank a martini straight. Like what is wrong with you? Like I it was mad. It was making me laugh so much. Why is it so like, weird I... to just drink a martini? But... That, I mean, Erica's face when Dorit down that martini. So Dorit and Kathy play I'm a trick Kyle on the other well. girls. <laughs> Dorit and Kathy play a trick on the other girls where they fill martini glasses with water and then pretend that they're downing martinis. And Erica and Kyle are like jaws to the floor. And I was like, it's just a martini. It's not even a shot. It's like a martini. They were like, some olive juice in there. It's a martini. They were like disgusted. It was really mad. I was like, God, like, because that means when we see them drunk, they're like, they've had two glasses of wine drunk. They're not like England level of drunk. They're like a little bit tipsy. Like that wouldn't even hit the spot with me. But it was no. just really funny. Kyle's face when Kathy and Dorit, Dur- like back to Martini, I was just like, what is wrong with these people? Like, so that really made I me had laugh. Two, and I, I had two teacups of tequila on a Tuesday night this week. Love that for you. I Girl, know, but I've like, you know. Four glasses of rosé already today. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, I have to say my other, I can't end this recap without saying this, but Dorit is kind, I love Dorit and Dorit is, is, she seems very like wary of Sutton and she's very aware of that everything Sutton's, she's not really part of the conversation, but when she's told, when, once she's told about it, she's very aware that what Sutton is saying is wrong. But then she says, there's this bit when she's talking to the camera and she goes, you know, I'm just such a child of the world. Like, as someone that grew up around the world, I couldn't even name the countries I lived in in one go. And then you see this picture of her next to the Leaning Tower of Pisa where she's, like, holding her hand against the Leaning Tower And then there was a picture of her doing the classic, like, backpacking around Asia. No, she was in Thailand in that picture. And it was, like, classic. She was, like... She was like, it would be hard. It would be easier to name the countries I haven't been to. Yes. Like, like <laughs> anyway, it was just classic um, and it was like. But also, I think we should all be aware of that because the fact you've travelled does not mean you're not racist. But um, yeah, exactly. Can I also say I saw today that Hulu are making a documentary about Erica and Tom, and it's <gasps> called The Housewife and the Hustler, right? But it was so funny when I read that. I was like oh my god I can't believe they're calling her a hustler and I got really angry I was like how dare they call her a hustler and then I was like oh she's the housewife <laughs> but yeah that's, that's coming amazing. out in like July yeah god I wonder how Maybe we should done... do a watch live party yes oh my god please please yeah. a watch along um I wonder how Erica's son feels about all of it he's a cough isn't he yeah, he is. And he's also, like, pretty old. He's, like, an yeah. adult. He's not, like, you know. Imagine yeah, if he was weird, the one that know. arrested Tom. 
imagine if he was like the Ronan Farrow of this situation and had like put the whole case together found the papers I want to see that movie I know same so should we move on to other things yeah I mean I think overall just a really exciting episode um and it made me very like you know I think this is going to be if this is what we're getting in episode three this is going to be a good uh yeah it was a real like I was like shouting at the TV. Yeah. With the sound yeah, yeah, and stuff. I was just like real madness going down. Um so Mary's sound. Are we gonna you, talk about nobody it? Nobody saw that give, coming. Are we gonna give spoilers? What are we gonna do? But I think if you're listening to this and you and you haven't gotten to the finale, then maybe you should just turn off. Because I don't know how we can talk about this without talking about it. Um, yeah, look, if, you, if you're I, listening to this and you haven't um, got the finale, we're going to skip, skip, and Grace will put in the show notes what time we stop talking about it. Yeah. Is that good? Yeah, we, yeah, I think roughly in about five minutes. Fast forward yeah. five minutes. Um, <laughs> oh my God, it was so it was, fucking good. Oh, it was, it was so, so good. amazing. It was, it, it really exceeded everything for me because obviously the, penultimate episode I was like it can't be him because then what's the next episode and also this last episode was an hour and five minutes long which is longer than every other episode yeah and I was like obviously there has to be so much more to come but I did not see any of that coming I saw that the dad I saw Billy's brother but the son no well that was what was so I mean look I watch I watch a lot of thrillers I watch a lot of miniseries I love them I have never seen something with as satisfying an ending. It was incredible. Like, there were so many twists. I mean, yeah, I thought that John Ross was going to be the killer. But then that happened sort of within the first, like, 10 minutes of the episode. And then I was like, okay, something else has got to happen because this is so weird. And then the final twist that it was his son and he did it to protect his family was so heartbreaking. It was so beautiful. I think. I love the character of the mum, Laurie, is that her name? The mayor's best friend. I thought she was so brilliant over the season. She is such an incredible actress. And the fact that it was her that got the final resolution and um, all this stuff clicked into place. And also, you know what I was thinking? I watched so many of these shows and so many of them are about psychopaths. And like, it's such a cop-out where the end of a season is, oh, he was just a psychopath. Like, some people are evil, but, you know, that was the plot of The Undoing, basically, was like, he's a psychopath, and you don't know, like... Yeah, move on, he's a psychopath, yeah, move, move on. on. He's a psychopath, move on. And the reality of crime and murder is that most people aren't psychopaths. There are a few serial killers throughout history, but most murders happen because of, like, horrible family situations, or because of love, or, bec- you know, the most... When someone is killed, you look to their family or their partner, and... The truth is that often, like, people that kill do it not because they're just evil to the core. They do it because of some horrible reason and the situation they grew up in. And I also thought it was so clever. I mean, this boy that did it has grown up around these toxic masculine men. Like, it was kind of, I felt it was almost a comment on the culture of East Town. And, like, well, if all the men who are your role models are going around, like, you know hurting women and cheating on their wives what what are you going to expect from a 13 year old boy like his solution to seeing his dad 
cheat on his mum is going to be to get a gun. It's not going to be to, like, chat. Yeah, I think, like, I yeah, I agree with all of that. And I thought it was really, really, really satisfying. And satisfying in so many ways. Like, I, lo- I loved the ending so much. But I just felt so sad for that woman, Laurie. Like, there was this moment where I was so angry because I was like, oh, she knew that he was having sex with his niece. And like, but then it all comes around that she didn't know anything. And I was like, wow, that is the saddest thing. She lost essentially everyone in like this one period. She lost everyone in her Mm -hmm. life. And that bit when Mare gets into the car was so amazing. Like she was so good, the actress when she was just saying, like, that's my son. And there was a part of me that was like, why did Mare have to do that? You know, like, she could have just let the dad go away for life for it and this boy could, like, be free and not be known as a murderer for the rest of his life. Um, no, but I think really... the truth about... Sorry, <laughs> we're so mad at this. The truth, about Mare... the truth about Mare is she feels she is shit at every part of her life. She feels she's failed as a mum. She feels she's failed as a daughter. She feels she's failed as a friend the one thing she knows she's good at is her job. And I think that was what this whole series has been culminating in is everyone was thinking like, just don't fucking say anything. Let horrible John Ross go to prison. But the one thing, Mare is a cop above everything. Yeah, no, I know. I just thought it was so sad. Um, But it was an amazing ending. It was a really amazing ending. If Betty kills someone, I do think they're going to be if Bessie kills someone, no, I think I'd be pretty good. I always say, like, I think I'd be pretty good if people kill, killed people. That My only problem yeah. is I get drunk and then I talk. But um, <laughs> I think they're going to do another season. Oh, I don't know. I found out something interesting. So my biggest mystery of um, Mary Town is why would Guy Pearce in it? Um, I always assume if there's someone famous in a small part in a, thriller that it's them that did it because that happens so stop leaning like, your ear because you've gone a bit muffled. oh sorry yeah that's bad Should I say that again yeah say that again the biggest mystery of Mayor of Easttown is why did Guy Pierce take the role and I always assume if there's a really famous person in a small part in a thriller it's them that did it like there's been so many times when I've ruined the end of thrillers because I go that actor is too famous to be playing like a waiter you know um so I really thought Guy Pierce had either done it or Guy Pierce plays um Mare's boyfriend the writer I thought he'd either done it I thought he was part of it in some way and he really wasn't he was literally just there to be nice it turns out originally a guy called Ben Miles was cast in that part and they filmed a big amount of it with him in it but then something went wrong and they decided they didn't want him anymore. And he's, you'll recognise him from like Downton Abbey and a f- The Crown and a few other shows, but he's not that big an actor. He's English. And because um, Kate Winslet and Guy Pearce had done Mildred Pearce before, which is a great miniseries that was also on HBO, um, she just called him and said, we've got a crisis. Please, can you come play this part? And they refilmed all those scenes, which is also why that he's never in scenes with anyone except Kate. Wow. I mean, that is, he still did it. That's so nice of him at such so a nice. last minute. I love that. And it that. was such a pointless it's, part. It was such a pointless part. And they never they never even got together. He left at the end. He left. He went to, he I went think to uni gonna... and that bit, 
Huh? No, you go. <laughs> that bit when they were like on the street and she was like, but what happens now? And he was like, I don't know. And I was like, I don't know either. We don't know. None of us know. And I was like, he's so right. We have no idea. <laughs> Just go, just go to your university lecturing job. <laughs> yeah, I liked that he was realistic. He was like, "Look, I'll be back in a year. We'll see what happens." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll see. I'll see how you're doing, man. Uh, I'll check in. I'll slide in your DM. Oh, so, w- what else have you been consuming? Um, not much because I've actually been kind of on holiday because it's been sunny and it's yeah. half term here. Um. I realised I made a mistake last week. I've been watching the new season of In Treatment, which was the show I talked about last week about a therapist. And I thought that, so the first three seasons of In Treatment, a guy called Gabriel Byrne plays the therapist. And I thought that he was playing the therapist this season and that Uzo from Orange is the New Black was just one of the patients. It turns out she's the new therapist. So she's in every episode. And this series is about her as a therapist with four new patients. Um, and it's, I've only watched two episodes, but it's brilliant. And she's, she's so talented. Like, I think we got really sort of, I think she was really limited by the role of crazy eyes in Orange is the New Black mm. at the end, because it was such a kind of one note character, even though she did it incredibly after the first season, like, you know, there wasn't much development in that character and you forget what an incredible actress she is. And she's, it's really good okay well that's a new season and you watched blue therapy didn't you oh my god i watched blue therapy oh my god so this is the show we talked about last week which is real couples being filmed um grace it's so it's, good it's so good it's like it's, it's so, so good it's good. so real as well like it's very much like couples are coming in with these issues that they've probably been going over and over and that they clearly shouldn't be together. Like they are clearly not right for each other, but that everything's <laughs> then put on a hotbed. I haven't watched the most recent episode, so don't talk to me about that. Is it like, out yet? I haven't watched it either. It's the final. There's a, there's a, there's one so after they leave, they come back. So Paul's like on his own that, you know, that video I sent you when he's like, she's like, so how have you been feeling? Yeah. And he's like, Is I've, that seen a trick that question? I've seen that one. Yeah. Oh, I've I haven't seen that, seen that one. I haven't seen that. Oh, okay. Well, Paul is the worst. So there's a guy called Paul in one of the couples. He's one of the worst humans I've ever seen in my life. He's awful. Um, it is. It's very clever. And the issues they face are so real. But they're also things that you don't really see reflected in, like, TV much. It's, like, a lot of stuff about yeah. money and food and, like, you know, texting and Instagram and work. And it, it really Clubhouse. goes into, like, There's so much about Clubhouse. clubhouse. Clubhouse is a character in Blue Therapy. One of the men in it is addicted to the app Clubhouse and it's a huge issue in their relationship. And it's such a great show because they really touch on There's one bit where she's like, there's one bit where she's like, if you had to pick me or Clubhouse, and he was like, I'm not going to pick between the two. (laughs) I know. And there's this one man in in it who, well, actually a lot of them do this. They talk about social media as their work. So whenever their partner's like, you're always on social media they're like it's my work and I think that's such a modern problem in relationships because yeah social media is a lot of our work we're also not always on it for work yeah I've, I've never had someone ask me to like not be on like to not be on my phone so much or not be so engaged in social media I think it's such a man thing to do to be like yeah so you're gonna take me away from making money okay so you want me to not be able to buy you nice things you know it's like so yeah. manipulative 
Oh, buying it's buying really red things good. is a big theme in this show. Um, it's a really like, big thing. I think she was being a bit unreasonable, to be honest, when she was like, oh I want like a new Gucci bag every week. I know, there's this girl on it who's like, look, I expect you to treat like a princess, which, fair, we all do, but her levels of princesshood are really yeah. extreme. Within our means, you know, I'm not asking for anyone to go yeah. bankrupt for me. <laughs> I'm asking for one Gucci bag, not one every week. Um, yeah. No, it's a really good show, and it's just such an ex- excellent, like, each episode's got like six million views and that's more than most tv channels are getting these days and it's just made by like some youtube creators and it's fucking yeah. brilliant brilliant I so that, really I mean, yeah, that i have to say i've not been watching much really i've just been watching real housewives of atlanta before bed um but when the sun's out should we just let's just recommend hanging out in the sun <laughs> hang out that's, the sun. that's I will been a real say- theme for me one of my big sun hacks is um, I don't tan that well. It takes me a long, long time to get a tan. And as soon as the sun comes out, like the first day the sun comes out, I put fake tan on my face. And then the fake tan develops over the sunny week. And then everyone thinks you've got a tan. And I think fake tan in the middle of winter looks really obviously like fake tan. But if you put fake tan on as soon as it's a little bit hot and you've got a tiny bit of colour, it's perfect so that would be my tip of the week <laughs> definitely fake tan I've just bought some new Bondi stands that's literally just arrived so I'm gonna do that tonight um I've got a really bad swimming burn on my back because I went swimming at 8 a.m yesterday and I didn't think I should put suntan lotion on at 8 a.m I've got the worst burn like my back is a swimming costume um I so think you need to put it on well, most I think you need to put it on most when it's early in the morning though no? really uh, not usually for me my peak hours are like 11 till 1 mm. so the other really bad thing that's happened is I got my moustache waxed but the woman's burned my face no we talked about this last week I'm a big fan of face waxing but it didn't yeah I know <laughs> yeah I think the woman didn't know what she was doing that's to be horrible. honest I was just getting a pedicure and then the woman was like, and then I said, do you do lip wax? And they were like, well, basically there was this other woman in the shop who was so rude. She'd come in and she was like, I need to get my moustache wax now. And they were like, oh, we can do it in 10 minutes. And she was like, I have to leave in 10 minutes. And it was like, as if, as if they were delayed, like she should have booked in advance. I was like, to her, I was like, she was acting as though like it was their fault that she was going to be late for her plans. And I said to her, I was like, you haven't booked. So I got in this bit of a dispute with this woman. And then I said to the, after she left, I said to the woman, can I actually get my face waxed like, while I'm here? But the woman, I felt she was quite new it. So not all the hair was coming out. So she kept mm. going again and going. It was this bit that she, that's burned off. It's like a severe burn. Like if you, oh if you were filming the first, it's like oozing. I know. Did they do strip wax or hot wax? It was strip wax, mm. which apparently is better wax. for your face. Yeah, I get strip wax on my face. I think you do just need someone really talented at waxing. Like, yeah. it's a very complex part of your body to wax. And also the hair, I think, goes in different directions. And obviously your skin's really sensitive. So I think probably go for someone who's... And then also I think waxer. the problem was I was then in the sun for the rest of the day. So it oh, yeah, that burn and then it got burnt. So that's my news. They tell you <laughs> not to go in the sun after a wax. Mm. My friend's just got a nose job and he can't go in the sun for three months. I didn't know that. It's insane. He. Yeah, Yeah. it's a man. Yeah, in the sun because it swells up. So 
So I went to the heat um, with him on, on Monday and he was like, it had to be in the shade. Sorry, I didn't say he um, because I think men should be able to get those jobs, but I also know that one of your female friends is getting those jobs. Yes, so that hasn't surprised. happened yet. Yeah, yeah, that um, hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I got a nose job when I was 19. Um, <laughs> hot goss, if you've listened to the end of the podcast. And um, I, I do think I remember that. I think I probably still went in the sun. Yeah, I definitely did because I moved to New York. I think it's fine. I just think so you did go yeah I I think yeah. it's like one of those things you know when people are like oh you can't drink on on um antibiotics and it's just mm. like they just say that because they don't want you to get sick basically and it'd be on them yeah they don't want to be held liable but I just think wear lots of sun cream on your nose and you'll be fine for all you listeners Can I say something re- really funny yeah. to end on um so I get loads of, so I've had lip fillers and I get loads of messages on Instagram from girls being like just admit you've had lip fillers and I'm like obviously I will admit it but it would just be a bit random for me to be like hey guys so like I had lip fillers six months ago but this girl messaged me the other day she was like we can all see you've had lip fillers like it's so obvious if you go back and look at your old pictures and I was like I'm happy to admit it like if you're looking for a scoop like it's not a big deal like it's obvious I've had lip fillers like it's undeniable because there isn't a pill you can take to suddenly have big lips (laughs) okay it really cracks me up and I'm like what do you want me to do and then I was thinking I could do like a video where I'm like right guys I've just got to settle something like I have had lip fillers I hope you're all happy now lip fillers are great look at me now I look great (laughs) okay so me and Grace both have to admit something I know you've all been waiting we've been keeping this secret we've both had lip fillers I think we should call the type call this episode Secrets yeah, revealed. We both reveal. had lip fillers. Yeah. Big reveal. I mean, it's so, social media can be so mad. Like, I have things like this sometimes where people are like, you know, just say that you whatever, whatever. And it's like, okay, I don't tell you guys everything about my life. Like, do you also want me to re- reveal what size tampon I use and yes, what color my pants are? Like? But it's just so random because it's like, but just because I haven't said it doesn't mean that I'm like I don't talk about it. It's like what. So I'm supposed to do like a like a whole Instagram post to announce having lip fillers. Like it's such a weird world that we live in to be like, so just to let everyone know I've had lip fillers. Like I'm happy to say I've had lip fillers. And whenever I do an Instagram live, people always say, have you had lip fillers? You've definitely had your lips done. I'm like, yeah, I've had my lips done. Like it's fucking obvious I've had my lips done. You can tell. You're not, not a detective. Like a baby, You're not like, mad. You, do, you don't need to do an announcement post being like, I guys. Know. I've been keeping this a secret, but I had lip fillers. I mean, it's so <laughs> silly. It's Guys, so I've also weird. been keeping this a secret. I bleach my hair. If you didn't know, and I too have been keeping this a secret, I put acrylic nails on. These are fake nails <laughs> on my fingers. They are not real, okay? I'm selling you a lie. Also, <laughs> well, as your friend, I'd be so freaked out if you did an announcement post. Oh my god, can you imagine? You'd be like, Grace, check yourself. Like, come on, this is not a good look. Well, this this is our announcement episode. I mean, the one thing I disagree with people that deny they've had lip fillers and say they've been using a lip liner, obviously. But I also don't think anyone owes it to anyone to announce that they've had lip fillers. I mean, this is what I was thinking because I was like, look, like, okay, Kylie Jenner obviously had her lips done and she was Mm. gaslighting anyone who was stupid enough to believe that she didn't have her lips done but everyone Me? else is like yeah she's just had it really yeah <laughs> what did you think it was just it was her it was her state-of-the-art lipstick I thought but it was like, a lip kit I, mean, like, I bought so many fucking lip kits 
<laughs> so did Emily. That is so funny. Emily spent so much money like importing her lip kits. She was like, this is definitely going to work. <laughs> Grace, I spent so much money on lip kits. I paid like 50 grand for fucking custom charges. And I remember I set an alarm <laughs> on my phone for the lip kit drop and I was out and I ran into the loo of a Starbucks in Holland Park and was like, I'm sorry, I need to use this toilet. I need to get my lip kit. <laughs> Like, oh my god because I'd set an alarm for the drop um I fall for everything but yeah don't lie about your lip fillers but also don't feel you have to announce it to the yeah, world yeah definitely don't lie I've replied personally to everyone who's messaged me being like yeah lol <laughs> yeah I've had my lips on lol like obviously I've had none but well done you for it's... being you know observant I think it's like youtuber culture I saw this video posted the other day that was like my big reveal I had a nose job and I think it just trains us to think that we are supposed to act in that way. But like, yeah, yeah, I'll tell anyone I had a nose job, but I didn't feel the need to do like, especially at 19, I had no followers. It, I wasn't going to do like an announcement yes. post to my thousand followers being like, guys, everyone that follows my knitting blog needs to know <laughs> I had a nose job. That's so funny. Right. Let's I've got to run. Yeah, I've so got to, I don't have to run, but I'm going to go watch TV. Thank you for listening. This was great. Um, please DM yeah, us your love thoughts it. about Real Housewives and anything you want Everything. us to be watching. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough, Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.